Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So we have a new study that suggests picking your nose may raise the risk of dementia. I know. We've been told to stop picking our noses forever. (laughs) Or at least some of us have. So damaging the inside of the nostrils creates a shortcut for bacteria to seep into the blood and travel directly to the brain. Researchers looked at what happens when the nerve that connects the nose to the brain is exposed to chlamydia... Chlamydia pneumoniae. Yeah, when it's exposed to... Chlamydia pneumoniae. uh, A normally harmless bug that causes sinus issues. The study on mice found detectable levels of bacteria in the brain within 72 hours. So within a month, the rodents developed clumps of a protein plaque linked to Alzheimer's. So... More than 6 million Americans suffer from Alzheimer's, with 73% of people suffering from the disease being over 75 years of age. So, just stop picking your nose. They think, and they don't know because the causes are still unknown, they don't know if it has to do with obesity, poor diet, loneliness, lack of sleep, or picking your nose. So stop picking your nose and allowing chlamydia pneumoniae to seep into your brain. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> So if you're listening to this, we made it. We survived. The asteroid has passed the Earth. Today, the 1st of November, 2022, we have a asteroid passing the Earth that, uh, you know, hopefully won't hit us. If it hits us, uh, it might do some damage. Some serious, serious damage. So... 2022RM4 will pass less than six lunar distances today. Uh, It's a very close uh, for an asteroid. It's larger than the asteroid that created the crater in Arizona some 50,000 years ago. Uh, So hopefully you're listening to this and we weren't hit. (laughs) Did you know that and I did not know this, so that we have the near Earth objects and we have the near Earth asteroids, and so you know they also many of these have you know I don't know zero chance of impact on the planet, but you know all the people that have telescopes watch out for them and thank you for watching out for them. We uh, you know we would I didn't know I don't know what we'd do without you. Okay, anyway uh, I didn't realize that the first near Earth asteroid was uh, noticed by German astronomer Carl Gustav, I'm sorry, Carl Gustav Witt at the Berlin Observatory in 1898. Uh, I mean, that seems like such a long time ago, and it really, well, it really wasn't, was it? You know, 100 years or so. I got it, it's 124 years, shut up. So, uh, 
Anyway, I'm glad that we made it. I have a hope that we survived. I mean, if we have one that's going to hit the earth, we have the new DART program, right, that we sent out, and we can just blast into it and redirect that asteroid in another direction. Do we have a special... My question is, to the to the DART plan, and, okay, so it was a big success, and we smashed it into, I don't know, what was it, Dimorphos, uh, and we changed the trajectory. It was supposed to be changed by about 10 minutes, and we changed it a little over 30 minutes, I think, so... I mean, it was a big success as far as NASA's concerned. But do we have like the special dart rocket just sitting around now? Uh, so that when we say, uh, yeah, we've got an asteroid that's going to uh, hit Earth. Do we just roll out the old dart rocket and take off? Because I feel like we don't have that. I feel like it would take a little while. So hopefully uh, our people with telescopes keep a close eye on the near-Earth objects and the near-Earth asteroids that could be flying into our planet because I don't want that to happen. Maybe it's just me, though. So we'll have an arraignment uh, later today. Uh, As I said, today is Tuesday, the uh, 1st of November, 2022. We know that we will have a scheduled arraignment of uh, De Pape, the man who attacked Paul Pelosi. That will have happened today, so we'll have a little bit more information. I know I watched the press conference from Brooke Jenkins, the San Francisco district attorney, uh, yesterday, and she was announcing the state charges against De Pape, and she said that this was politically motivated, and she implored the public to watch the words that we say and to turn down the volume of our political rhetoric. Rhetoric. She didn't say rhetoric. She said rhetoric. <laughs> uh, just an incredible story. Uh, he was federally charged uh, with influence. Uh, let's see. He's federally. He's charged federally with influencing, impeding, or retaliating against a federal official by threatening or injuring a family member. He also faces one count of attempted kidnapping of a United States official on account of the performance of official duties. Okay. Uh, he does. We don't know if he has an attorney. She was asked about that at the press conference, and she said, well, I guess we'll find that out tomorrow. Uh, we don't know that now. She was asked about uh, video footage and said that if it was admitted in trial, then we would see the video footage. Oh, okay. So, and I think that she was specifically talking about the body cam footage from the police officers. So we still have footage from the neighborhood and footage from the Pelosi house that I would like to see, please. I'd like to have that all... Uh, all out there in the open, but good luck uh, getting that. We know that uh, DePape or DePape, uh, D-E-P-A-P-E, is a Canadian citizen who legally entered the United States in the year 2000, but has stayed long after his visa expired. So he is an illegal alien. Wow. Uh, That's according to a U.S. official who is not authorized to discuss the matter publicly. Oh, okay. Uh, the family described uh, 
de Pape as estranged. He is known by some San Francisco, some in San Francisco as a pro-nudity activist who appeared to embrace a range of conspiracy theories. He has lived for the past two years in a garage at a residence in Richmond, California. So we'll find out more today on what happens. And if you just want to tone your that rhetoric down, okay? Calm down. Stop making jokes. There's nothing funny about this whatsoever. And they're really, you know, I mean, Paul was attacked. And it's sad that he was attacked. And I hope that he makes a full recovery. And I hope he makes a full recovery faster than expected. And he's back on his feet very soon. Uh, It's going to be very difficult for an 82-year-old man who was bashed in the skull with a hammer to do that. But I hope that, I hope and pray that it happens. However, uh, no, we're not going to stop our jokes. Okay, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. I just, I'm sorry. No. Uh, Give us the information. Give us the facts with no BS. And then we'll go from there. Okay? All right, good. Thank you. We've had too many things uh, that were different from the beginning of this case to what we're hearing now, which makes everyone believe that, okay, well, this is what happened, but we can't say that and we don't want people to know that. So we're going to say that this is what happened and that's not what happened. Okay, well, just give us the facts, please. That's all I want. Otherwise, you're just fueling the conspiracy theories. It's almost as if you want to fuel the conspiracy theory so you're able to badmouth and besmirch the people who are talking about the conspiracy theories. It's almost if that's the case, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And those of you that want the country to come together, stop reporting this story as an unsettling echo of the insurrection at the Capitol when rioters tried to overturn Joe Biden's election defeat of Donald Trump, stormed the halls, eerily calling, Where's Nancy? Some carried zip ties like the pappy had. They did? Okay. Uh, I don't recall seeing the zip ties of the people uh, with the people on January 6th, but okay. All right, fine. And then I saw uh, where she said uh, in the press conference that in the ambulance to the hospital, Paul Pelosi told police he had never seen DePappy before. Okay. All right. I mean, there's is there any way to refute that evidence? No. Uh, not really. I don't know. We'll see. So this uh, we're to believe that the guy... Scott was attacked uh, with the intruder in his home, in his bedroom, and then police came and he had had a hammer that struck his skull, and he's rushed to the hospital, and in the ambulance rushing to the hospital, he tells police, he's being questioned by police, and says that he never saw the man before. Okay. Okay. All right, fine. Uh, It's going to be a fascinating, fascinating case to follow, though, because what is true and what isn't and who do you believe? All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So how you doing on Instagram? Were you one of the people that had your Instagram accounts uh, blasted and uh, either suspended or had a bunch of followers uh, go away 
Yeah. So uh, don't worry about it. Uh, the vast scale of the bug uh, was clear as other accounts, uh, follower counts dropped. The most followed person on the platform, Ronaldo, lost 3 million of his 493 million followers. So anyway, uh, Instagram has said they were sorry. Yeah, we didn't mean it. We've resolved the bug now. It's causing, you know, we knew it was causing people uh, in different parts of the world to have issues accessing their accounts and it caused some temporary change to some and number of followers. We're sorry. And, uh, you know, the guy who is the Instagram boss, Adam Oseri, our apologies. So shut up. Don't worry about it. Okay, we're on it. We took care of it. And if you lost some followers or were suspended, we, we were sorry. All right? Sorry. Okay. All right. Thank you. Be sure to follow me, Jeff Fisher Radio, on Instagram, by the way. I was not suspended. And I did not lose millions of followers. Just saying. Oh, and how was everyone's Halloween? Did you dress up and have fun and go out and party? I'm sure many of you had some Halloween parties over the weekend uh, because of Halloween being on Monday night. But uh, I know many of you, uh, you know, were all wound up at some of the stars that were dressing up mocking Christianity. Yeah, it's, it's Halloween. Hello. Uh, I know that we were mad at the Kardashians for sexualizing Toy Story. Okay, it's Halloween. Can we? Enough is enough. I did find it funny that uh, just to try to get back into the good graces, and I, I know that look, this is just me thinking out loud. It could probably never be that way in real life. But so Kim Kardashian has been taking quite a hit lately, and for whatever reason. She's been taking a hit. So she accidentally showed up at a birthday party in full Halloween costume, except it wasn't a costume party. <laughs> oh, that Kim. Oh, that Kim. So she just stayed at the party and took pictures with everybody and, uh, you know, became the talk of the party. Uh, Ellis Ross's birthday dinner. Because she just thought it was a Halloween costume party, and it wasn't. <laughs> oh, that Kim. We love her. We love her. That could not have been a publicity stunt. No. I'm sorry. I don't believe it. Stop saying it. Okay? And then the party to always be at is the Heidi Klum uh, party. Uh, she always has... This is her 21st annual Halloween party. Personally, I'd like to say, Heidi, I've never been invited to one of your Halloween parties. I'm a little hurt. I'm a little hurt. I know you had uh, you had other stars there. You dressed up again. She always has a great outfit. She dressed up as this uh, blue worm. <laughs> Hubby was a fisherman with a line and a hook. Get it? And, uh, you know, the daughter showed up in, as a catwoman, I think. Uh, Elon was there with his mom. Uh, so it was, you know, that's the place to be. That's the place to be is Heidi Klum's Halloween party this year taking place at Sake no Hannah in New York. And there she wore the full warm outfit, obviously, for the pictures and the runway. And then once she got inside, the warm outfit came off. She left the mask on, though, <laughs> and then just walked around in this hot nothing outfit so it's a fun party to be at i hope they all had fun i'm not jealous at all 
I just stayed home and enjoyed all the little trolls in my neighborhood coming to the door asking for free stuff. Happy Halloween. I was hoping for an even happier Halloween to hit the Powerball, but no one hit the Powerball. So we have a new total grand prize, and the cash option is $596.7 million. The drawing will be tomorrow, Wednesday, the 2nd of November, 2022. The total is $1.20 billion. <laughs> uh, that'll be okay. I'm willing, I'm willing to take that. Now, I know there was a million-dollar winner in Texas. I have not looked to see if that was me or not. Will I cash it in for a million? Absolutely. But uh, it's not 500 and some million dollars. Anyway, uh, the, uh, I saw where I was looking at the list of the biggest lottery jackpots. So this would be the fourth at 1.20 because you had a Mega Millions at 1.5. Three seven billion, and you had a Powerball at one point five eight six billion. That's number one, and the Mega is number two, and then you had a Mega at one point three three seven billion, and then you have this one at one point two. So there was another Mega, just a little over a billion, one point zero five zero last year, which puts it that's fourth. But uh, it's just interesting to me. I feel like uh, the cash payouts have gone down. And maybe it's just me. But I was looking at the 1.337 mega millions jackpot. And it talked about... Okay, so to win the prize of 1.337 billion which had a 780.5 million dollar cash value right okay so this particular powerball that we're looking at on the 2nd of November is 1.20 billion dollars but the cash payout is 596.7 million dollars now i know that's just it's just me but it's funny how another 1.37 million dollars on the grand prize and the cash payout goes up 200 million dollars right 780 from five almost 200 million 596 uh, you know, almost 200 million. It seems like the cash payouts are starting to go down a little bit. And I don't know why that is. I don't know what the deal is. I haven't read the lottery rules or anything. And am I going to take, am I going to say, hey, wait a minute. How come I'm only getting 596 million? See, that's the problem. How come I'm only getting 596.7 million dollars? Well, uh, you know, you're happy to take it. But it could have been 700 million. It seems like that is... We've dropped the cash value down a little bit, so I don't know why that is. I just maybe it's taxes. Maybe the whole thing is built on uh, built on somebody deep pocketing some extra cash. Okay, fine. I'll take the five hundred million instead of the seven hundred million. I'm just talking out loud here that it seems a little strange to me 
But good luck. And no one won, so you have an opportunity to possibly win $1.20 billion. And I realize that that's nothing to the $212 billion that uh, Elon Musk, who we now either love or hate, I haven't figured that out yet, uh, because he bought Twitter, so now we don't like him. But we liked him before when he was just SpaceX and Tesla. So we'll see. He's uh, he's doing what... Uh, He's doing what should be done, though, over there at Twitter. I will say that. Uh, he's come in and cleaning house, kicking everybody out. He told the board, goodbye, take care. Now, he said that it was only a temporary thing. He wasn't uh, He wasn't going to be the, the head caretaker forever, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I know he's coming in. I, people are you know shaking in their boots over there at Twitter because he is bringing in the giant Elon broom and uh, sweeping out. So hopefully he gets all the dust out of the corners too but uh, we'll see and I again I realized that my 1.20 billion dollar winning ticket on Powerball isn't going to put me in the Elon Musk world of 212 billion dollars however uh, 590 some million dollars is a generational changing amount of money and so it's possible that you know maybe my kid's kid uh, would have $212 billion if they were to get a kickstart from $596 million. But you never know, do you? You never know. Congratulations, I guess, to Switzerland for setting the world record for the longest passenger train. Uh, Again, congratulations. It was a 1.2-mile train or 1.9 kilometers, kilometer train, however they want to put it. 1.2-mile train, (laughs) which is composed of 100 coaches, completed a spectacular 25-kilometer 15.5 mile journey through the Alps. The world record attempt took place to highlight Switzerland's engineering achievements as well as to mark 175 years of Swiss railways. So congratulations. And the pictures were awesome of this hundred car train going through the Swiss Alps. Uh, First of all, I'd like to say that uh, I see trains every day that have at least a hundred cars on them. Those aren't passenger trains, Jeff. I know. I mean, life in the train age, I'm all about trains. I love them. I took trains every day out of uh, Trenton, New Jersey into New York City uh, every day. Uh, I just will say, and they weren't a hundred cars. I know. They, I, don't, I don't know how many cars they actually were. Uh, it's, a, it's a pain when you have to walk up to the platform. I mean, I don't know how they did it with the 100 cars, if they would stop for the first 20 and then pull forward for the last 20 to, you know, as you wanted to uh, uh, disembark from the train. Uh, it's a long walk. Uh, it's a long walk coming up to the platform if you're the back 80 cars. But uh, so, I, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of trains, but there's all kinds of trains uh, that I see every day headed to the Fort Worth train yards that have at least a hundred cars on them. So it's not really that big of a engineering 
achievement. And I'll say, have we not seen the television show uh, Snowpiercer? Uh, that particular train consists of 1,001 carriages, and it circles the entire globe 2.7 times a year. So have we not seen that? Uh, I have, by the way. I have seen the Snowpiercer train. <laughs> the show is set in 2026, seven years after the world becomes a frozen wasteland. Okay? Yeah. And it follows the remnants of humanity who've taken shelter on a perpetually moving luxury train designed and built by the eccentric billionaire Mr. Wilford. It's constant motion provides energy, and prevents the passengers from freezing as well, okay? Since the catastrophe, the train's population has become rigidly separated by class, caught up in a revolutionary struggle against the strictly imposed social hierarchy and unbalanced allocation of limited resources. The show explores issues of class warfare, social injustice, and the politics of survival. And some of it's actually pretty good. I was, I've been forced to watch it. Uh, you know, my, my wife watched it. My daughter loves, uh, David Diggs, who is in the show. And uh, so it's, you know, it's, it's just another stupid TV show. However, I will say, uh, it's got 100, 1,001 carriages. Okay. So the, the old Switzerland train, <laughs> the 1.2 mile train with a hundred coaches, uh, you know, not that big a deal. Okay. I mean, congratulations. That is the world's longest passenger train i think we could beat that here in the u.s if we wanted to in fact that's what we should do let's make a deal before the uh the rail strike happens next month let's just go ahead and hook up all the passenger cars and just start it up and start pulling them and say look we now have the world record of the longest passenger train and we could beat 100 coaches i mean we could do 100 coaches in our sleep so just make one that's you know a couple hundred coaches and say, there you go. We have the world record now. And then if they want to beat that, then we'll beat the next one. But for now, we're the, we're the record holder. Okay. All right. Thank you. We need to make that happen. I see where I sweet another story for the Swedish engineers. I mean, they're trying to show off their, uh, their power. They have uh, finally developed a female crash test dummy. So not only do they have the longest passenger train record? They now have developed a female crash test dummy. Congratulations to the Swedish engineers. You guys are trains and dummies. That's awesome. You guys, for half a century, apparently car safety researchers have been using a smaller version of the standard dummy based on average male height and weight. But now... The thanks to the Swedish engineers, we have a female version of a crash test dummy. So, man, that is fantastic, and I'm glad you guys worked so hard on that. And uh, I hope everything uh, works out okay and uh, lets us know how to uh, wear our seat belts properly in the cars. And thank you. For that hey if it helps it helps according to this and i did not know this uh when a woman is in a car crash she is up to three times more likely to suffer whiplash injuries in rear impacts in comparison with a man that's according to u.s government data 
Although whiplash is not fatal, obviously. It can lead to physical disabilities. And yeah, and it can last uh, a lifetime, actually. I'm well aware of that. So if the female crash dummy that they have developed helps in that, great. No problem. I realize that the professional term is a seat evaluation tool and not a female crash dummy. <laughs> but I think I prefer personally to call it a female crash dummy rather than a seat evaluation tool. Maybe that's just me. What about a fat guy dummy? Do we have fat guy dummies? Uh, I guess, according to this, the Swedish engineers are starting to create more diverse dummies. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. So we're going to have uh, baby dummies and old people dummies and overweight people dummies. So everybody gets to be a dummy. That's what we want. We don't want any kind. We need diverse dummies. This is a very important thing in life to have diverse dummies. Now they claim that uh, the safety tests, there's no legal requirement for the safety tests uh, for rear impact collisions to be carried out anything other than the average man. And they're already using uh, smaller dummies. So, I mean, it's the same thing. We're all a bunch of dummies. Whether you're a female or a kid or a fat guy or an old person, you're just a dummy. So we have different sized dummies for those tests. I guess do we need to make it better? Uh, you know what? We do. I want diverse dummies. That's what I think I'm going to put a sign in my yard today. I am for diverse dummies. Okay? And I won't stop fighting until we have dummies that represent every type of person. I don't care. I, however you identify, I want a dummy for it. Because there can't be just one or two or three or four dummies that represent every person. Every dummy has to be different. So, diverse dummies. It's my new it's my new stand. I am all for diverse dummies. Okay, well, as long as we have survived the asteroid that just missed the Earth uh, today, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, space news in November. It is the, today is the 1st of November, 2022, so we have uh, the month of November. Uranus will be huge in November. I know, some would say that uh, Uranus is huge. Anyway, at least if you were talking to me. However, uh, there is some space news. Uh, the 4th and 5th, you have the Taurids meteor shower, right? The Taurids, T-A-U-R-I-D-S meteor shower. It's the annual light show in which shooting stars are produced by dust from two separate sources. Yay! Then November 8th, we have the full moon and the lunar eclipse called the beaver moon. So not only is our is Uranus going to be shining brightly the next day, on the 9th of November, we're going to get the beaver moon the day before. Just saying. The blood moon will be visible across most of North America and will reach its peak around 6 a.m. Then you have the 
Again, the rain is shining brightly the next day, November 9th. And then the 17th through the 18th, we get the Leonid meteor shower. Uh, it happens actually between November 6th and the 30th and can produce about 15 meteors per hour at its peak. This year, the peak is going to be on the 17th in the morning of the 18th when the Earth is passing the middle of the trail of the dust left by the comet Temple Tuttle. So we'll got that. We have that to look forward to. And uh, then on November 23rd of this month, we have a brand new moon. So it'll be beautiful. And there's your month of space news. You're going to have a beaver moon. And then Uranus will be shining brightly. You can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. I appreciate all your emails. I see all your emails about theme music for Omolgi updates. I appreciate it. I did listen to one yesterday, and I apologize for not remembering who sent me the email. I guess I can find that out right now. So I don't see the one that I kind of liked. There was one mentioning the Rockford Files. Yeah, that's pretty recognizable. Then I saw one mentioning... Trapper John M.D. Eh. Then I saw a couple that mentioned Dragnet, the 70s Dragnet, or Kojak. I've listened to a lot of those. I saw one mention, but my favorite, I think that actually might work, was Chips. So, I don't know, we'll, we'll give a listen uh, again to the Chips theme, which might actually work for, oh, Oak Mulgee. But if you sent me the chips, thank you very much. I did get an email from Barrister Oscar Smith again. He is uh, never ending in his uh, plan to get me the money that he believes that he can get me. It's only uh, $4.7 million. And he wants me to know that he's an attorney and he happens to be uh, the personal counsel of the late engineer Brad, who I mean, I loved Brad and also a witness the day he made his last deposit investment savings account before his demise. He needs me to understand as the next of kin beneficiary, I'm on a list of the only family surviving members considered most likely to be related to the late engineer, Brad. And it's my prerogative to ensure that you understand what is at stake and to ensure success. Please note that this proposal needs quick audience. As you can see, it's very important for you to confirm the receipt of the above subject sent from our law firm chamber. Please feel free to text me if you need further verbal clarifications. Thank you for your cooperation and endeavor to treat this matter as urgent with utmost confidentiality while I await your quick and swift response. Warm regards, Barrister Oscar Smith, with an email, a couple of emails actually, and a telephone number and a WhatsApp, and uh, wants me to get to him right away because I may be uh, related to Engineer Brad, and I'll be able to get his inheritance estate claim with uh, $4.7 million. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited that uh, that's a possibility. Um, I'm not going to respond to Barrister Oscar Smith, although he continues to email me. And wants me to know that he cares for me. And of course, I get the emails with the jokes of the day as well. So uh, I'll give you the joke of the day from uh, Nathaniel. Uh, before we leave today, first let me tell you to follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, YouTube channel is Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can, uh, don't forget, uh, well, you can follow my wife. 
uh, on Instagram, and she's got the new uh, freshies, uh, air fresheners that are awesome, and uh, she's got those up for sale. You can check those out. You can go to kexi.com and order some cookies from kexi.com, and you can use the promo code THEJEFFY. That'll get you 18, 18% off, which is, uh, I fought for that for you. I, I actually did uh, come up with that, and I thought that that would work out, so it's just a shh between you and me. I don't know how long it's going to last, uh, but uh, it's well worth it. They are awesome cookies. Kexi.com, uh, promo code the Jeffy gets you the 18% off limited time availability. Okay, so the joke of the day from Nathaniel. Two elderly couples were visiting each other and went out for a walk. The two men, John and Joe, were walking ahead. We found a great restaurant last night, said Joe. What is it called? John asked. Well, he stopped for a moment. Joe scratched his head and said, You know, we've been married for over 50 years, but my memory's not so great. Help me out. What's the name of the flower that has a really thorny stem? The, the red one that is popular on Valentine's Day. You mean the rose? Yeah, that's it. Of course, the rose. He turned back and called out to his wife, Rose, what was the name of that restaurant we were at last night? Rose, what was the name of that restaurant we were at last night? Probably shouldn't have been picking his nose. That's all I'm saying. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.